You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host Brent Thomas. Thank you all for being here with me. Hope you guys are doing great and having a wonderful uh, season out there. Despite all the weirdness and confusion, I hope you all are keeping it together and uh, managed to carry on. I don't know. It's been a, been a <laughs> it's been a weird weird year, but I guess we're kind of getting to the end of 2020, so we're hopefully on the right track for a change up. 2021's coming. Maybe it'll all change. But anyway, special thank you to all of you who are tuning in. Obviously, you guys are the reason we do this. Uh, and thank you to all of you who are spreading the word about the Paranormal Portal podcast. Uh, it's absolutely amazing that you guys continue to promote and share, <coughs> excuse me, share, share the show with uh, those that you know. Uh, it really means the world to us. And, uh, you know, we don't advertise the show. And so the best, the best advertising is always word of mouth. And so thank you to those of you out there that are doing just that. You guys have built this show and made it what it is. And we are eternally, eternally grateful for that. So, uh, again, uh, if you have stories of your own, you have paranormal experiences of your own that you'd like to share and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, I'd love to talk to you. Uh, simply email me at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com and uh, we'll get in touch. We'll connect and uh, get you on here uh, to share your own experiences. Those are obviously by far the, the best episodes, in my opinion, because you guys are the ones experiencing this stuff. It's, it's one thing to talk about phenomena, but it's another thing to discuss where you've been and what you've seen. So uh, keep that in mind, paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. And so today I'm going to revisit with you uh, a topic that I'm really passionate about. Uh, this is something I've experienced myself, and uh, I'll get into that a little bit. Uh, but it's called, it's called time slips. And time slips are generally uh, a strange phenomena that's, you know, there's no accounting for it. There's no knowing when or where or why or how it's happening, but it is happening. So let's dive right into it. guys today we're going to talk about time slips now this is a this, this can also be space slips I, I i like to think of them as time and space slips because uh they they both are are seem to be very similar in what people experience except the the difference may be both space and time uh and perhaps all of them have to do with space and time uh together not just uh, a matter of uh, you know moving ahead or behind in 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 a in a uh, time, but also being in completely different surroundings and and spaces. So I think that they're one and the same. Uh, I may be wrong in that. Uh, again, 
this is all some really, really strange, odd stuff going on, and nobody's really quite sure what's going on. Uh, but anyway, there's a lot of people that have experienced this, including myself. And so uh, I think that you know these these experiences definitely show the I don't know the the fluid nature of reality is what it seems to me like, you know, again, and I say this often on the show, but we're conditioned to think that reality is just this concrete, firm, uh, unyielding uh, experience. But reality is completely subjective and absolutely fluid. And that can mean maybe we can move through reality as well. Uh, and not just with our, you know, normal bodies, normal means. Like maybe, maybe we can actually change things. Uh, to a pretty uh, substantial degree. But anyway, uh, let's dive into this. So I'm talking about time slips, time space slips. And uh, these are generally experiences where people are in one space or time and find themselves in completely another in just a mere moment. Like there doesn't seem to be much in terms of the transition. And again, this is something I've experienced myself. And I will share this, uh, my, my personal experience with it uh, in a bit here. But let's dive into some of what people have experienced in terms of time slips. Um, uh, yeah, these are, these are incredible uh, stories. So one story is, in 1979, two couples were driving through France on a holiday. Uh, Jeff and Pauline Simpson and Len and Cynthia Gisby Looking for a place to stay near Montilamar, uh, they found a motel, but were told there was no vacancies and they should try further down the road. Well, so they set off and soon found themselves driving down a cobbled street. They paused to take an interest in the oddly old-fashioned sign for a circus, and soon they came across a long, low stone building. It was an inn. Well, the couples went inside and were shown to their rooms. The rooms had no glass in them. They were just simple wooden shutters, and there was furniture, was really basic. There was no pillows, no telephones, nothing remotely modern. There was no lifts, which is <laughs> elevators for us Americans. Uh, after eating a meal of steak, eggs, and beer, they retired to bed. Uh, at breakfast in the dining room the next morning, they were struck by some bizarrely dressed individuals. A woman in a silk evening gown came in carrying a dog. Uh, it was strange, Pauline said. It looked like she had just come from a ball, but it was seven in the morning. I couldn't take my eyes off of her. Policemen wearing uniforms later identified to date from around 1905 also sat down to eat. Later, when they paid their bill, the couples were astonished when they were asked for just 19 francs, which is just over two pounds to cover their stay. Two weeks down the line, on their way home from the holiday, they decided to stay at the hotel again. But it was no longer there. And developing the rolls of film they'd snapped with their camera, all the negatives of the photos they'd taken at the hotel were missing. Well, baffled, they returned four years later again to try to locate the hotel, but they never did find it again. So there's a there's an exact you know a great example of of what a time slip would be. So uh, you know obviously they were they were actually in the same space, but it was just a whole different time frame. Um, that is so bizarre, and what a unique and incredible experience. Now the weird thing is is that I'm sure that given the circumstances, wouldn't the people that populated this inn that were, you know, workers there and people coming and going when they'd be like, Hey, what did you guys drive in up uh, with here? <laughs> you know, because at the turn of the century, 1900s, you wouldn't think they'd be familiar with cars. You wouldn't think they would recognize the kind of clothing that people, more modern people wear. Uh, you'd think that would really stick out and be very odd too, but perhaps, I, I don't know. And they don't make any mention of the fact that, people were taken aback by their appearance. Um, so that is very curious, but nonetheless, is it possible? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's possible. There's another story here, uh, and uh, this, this article is from goodtoknow.co.uk, and it's an article, the first story was part of this as well. It's an article written by uh, Grace Walsh. Are time slips real? These people certainly think time travel can happen. And I, I'm, <laughs> I agree with them. I agree with them. Uh, but the next one that's, that's outlined in this article is, 
1971, a pickup truck trundled up to a cattle pasture near Ponca City, Oklahoma. Stopping at the gate, its occupants, Carl, Mark, and Gordon, had been sent there to pick up a feeder. Carl said, we opened the gate, which was barbed wire with no lock, and just entered. We went on the property, which was covered with grass up and up and over the hood of the truck. And they drove their pickup through the grass to the feeder and got out. We realized the tank was almost half full and just too heavy to load, said Carl. We decided to leave and drove around a red barn and we saw two, a large two-story white house with no lights in front of us. So they went back to their employer and explained and their boss said he'd drain the tank so they could pick it up the next day. We went to the location to retrieve the tank the next night, said Carl, and this time we decided to go through the old, uh, go through the old big white house on the hill and brought our shotguns. And what we saw was un- incomprehensible. It, the house, was no longer there, Carl said. We walked up the hill where it stood, and there were no signs of demolition, no foundation, nothing at all. What we all seemed to witness that night before was no longer there. We've talked to each other over the years, but none of us can begin to explain this vision. <laughs> That's very strange. Now, the next segment of this of this article I think is really interesting because, uh, the, and I agree with the author of the story, it says, for a strange reason, Liverpool appears to have its fair share of time slips. Apparently, there's a lot of uh, claims coming out of Liverpool specifically uh, for these time slips. And uh, this story that's... Uh, that's uh, highlighted here is very, very interesting. So it says back in 1996, Frank was out shopping and decided to visit HMV to look for a CD. As he walked along near the post office, he suddenly felt as if he'd stepped into an, 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 sorry, into an oasis of quietness. He was then shocked to see a small box van reminiscent of the 1950s speed across his path narrowly missing him and honking its horn. Well, Frank realized he was now standing in the middle of the road and looking at what should have been Dylan's bookstore. The shop now had uh, Crips, C-R-I-P-P-S, on its side, on its sign. And inside he saw upmarket ladies' handbags and shoes, but no books. Frank followed a young woman inside and watched in disbelief as the interior snapped back to Dillion's. The girl was still there, and Frank grabbed her arm and asked if she'd seen the same thing, and she replied, yeah, I thought it was a clothes shop. I was going to go look around, but it's a bookshop. Another incident in Liverpool involved a teenager named Imogen who went out shopping to buy some baby clothes for her older sister, who'd just become a mom, and Imogen noticed a new branch of mother care had opened on the corner of Lord Street. And she went inside and selected some pretty items, including polka dot bibs and pink velour cardigan, all at really surprisingly low low prices. However, when she tried to pay with her credit card, confused staff told her they couldn't accept it. Not having enough cash, she went to another store before returning home. That's really intense. So those are a few examples of, of this strange phenomena. And, you know, I, I gotta believe that maybe this happens more than we know. I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it's to say, but here's the thing is I think if this does indeed happen, would the experiencers be like coming home going, Hey, you wouldn't believe what I just saw. Or do you think a lot of people just be like, I'm not telling anybody about that. I'm not going to mention this ever again. And I think it's the latter because I think people, are convinced that if they come out with, with stories like this, uh, experiences like this, that a lot of people will look at them sideways from then on. It's like, well, it looks like old Joey's taking a turn around the bend. Um, and, and granted, it is bizarre. It's very strange. But it, it's the, the weirdness is, is, is this always happening around us? Is this always taking place around us at all times, these kind of slips or changes? Or... Are these more specific and uh, just very, very chance experiences? Now, we've all heard the, multi, the multiverse discussion. Uh, we, we live in a multiverse. And I, I believe that we do. Now, the question is, is all of the multiverse 
are they all on the same rate as us? Or is it possible that some multiverses are very, very far back in time and, uh, you know, we're just at a different spot and then there's some that may be very far ahead in time. And, you know, so it's not just circumstances that are perhaps uh, portrayed through these multiverse, but maybe time as well, which makes a whole robust uh, images of possibilities for time and space and circumstance. And I don't know if that makes any sense to any of you out there listening to the sound of my voice, because this is just me thinking out loud for the most part. But, um, you know, there is the idea in, in physics, I, I guess it's theoretical physics, that says that all time, all moments of the past, present, and future are happening simultaneously. And that's, that's a pretty thick thought to try to get through. And if I'm not mistaken, and I could be very well mistaken because I'm no physicist, but I think it's called non-Euclidean space-time is uh, that concept of all time existing at the same moment. So like the Big Bang is happening right now, as is the final implosion of that Big Bang, and everything in between is all happening in this one universal now. This one instantaneous moment are all happening all at the same time. And so there isn't a progression of time. It's just perhaps our consciousness moves through this one eternal now moment in all of its variations or many of its variations throughout the course of our lives until we get to a certain point. And then, you know, that's, that's it for, you know, our experience through this eternal now. And it's our experience that experiences the change. It's not the time itself. In other words, like there's a seed and a full-grown tree and a rotten corpse of a tree all existing simultaneously in that, in that one now. And it's the, the, the observer's experience that moves through all of those different variations, but they're all happening at the same moment. And I know that's really tough to wrap your head around, but you know when you think of time, time is a construct that we've created and it's and it's our way of measuring change like we measure changes in the day based on our time so we give it a little little segment and we call it minutes or seconds or hours or days or weeks or months or you know years and we've we divide it all up and give it a label and that's our way of tracking these continuous changes that we experience and so we give it we give it a a a linear frame because it's our experience that moves through these, these moments, these little nows. And so I know that's, that's hard, and maybe it doesn't make any sense to anyone except me, but I'm just going to put it out there just, <laughs> just for uh, humoring, humoring sake, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but it, you know, it's the only way I can think to describe stuff like this. So if it's all happening in this now, then maybe these things are more easy to understand when people slip forward or backward by some weird quirk or, or function of our awareness. If that makes sense to you guys, that's great. I give you extra credit points for that. I'm not even sure it makes sense to me, but I always try to figure out what is going on in these strange phenomena. What is, what is really going on that people are, what could be happening that people could experience thing like this, something like this. And so that's what I've come up with. And, and granted, these ideas aren't all born within me. It's me learning about things and learning about possibilities and trying to apply them to the strange phenomena that we keep discussing on, throughout the course of the show. And that can mean you know, everything from cryptids to you know, ghosts to whatever. Um, and perhaps maybe even ghosts could be a time slip of sorts. You know, perhaps we are experiencing these formerly living people uh, but perhaps they're experiencing us as well in their lifetime. And maybe we're their ghosts. Who knows? I'm just saying. There's just, you know, there's a lot of angles to look at in this stuff. And that's where it just gets so deep and so hard to track. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to know. Okay, everybody. I think it's time we got to take a break. So don't go away and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. Hey guys, Brent Thomas here of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. 
we just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the Paranormal Portal store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, stickers, mugs, you name it, you might find it over there. So head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash paranormal dash portal and you too can help fund the Paranormal Portal podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do and thank you for being a part of our Paranormal Portal family. everybody and we're back and we're back at it here on the paranormal portal podcast buckle up we're going in this next one is uh an article i stumbled across i thought it sounded pretty cool and this is coming from techblog.com so it's not your usual paranormal site but uh it's very interesting that they would have something to do with time slips so let's take a look at this. And this is an article on techblog.com. says, five bizarre time slip cases where people might have actually time traveled. All right. Very cool. So, and it starts off saying, technically speaking, a time slip is a paranormal phenomenon in which a person or group of people travel through time via unknown means. As with all paranormal phenomena, the objective reality of such experiences is disputed continue reading for five bizarre time slip cases where people might have actually time traveled. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So the first one, God, this is a, this is a hell of a name. And I apologize to all the listeners in advance as I uh, will attempt to pronounce this, but um, all right. So it's the number five is battle of Nechan, Nechansmir. All right, looks like Nechansmere, and I'm going to spell it just for any of you up there. If you can correct me, I appreciate it. It's N-E-C-H-T, Necton, uh, A-N-S-M-E-R-E. So maybe it's Nechtensmere, Nechtensmere maybe, or Nechtensmere. All right, anyway, enough of me uh, trying to wrap my mid Midwestern palate around these exotic words. Um, this says, uh, it is, uh, it is, let's start off, it, it as January 2nd, 1950, at a cocktail party held 10 miles away from the little, in the little town of Brechtchen. This party was attended by Miss E.F. Smith, a lady then aged about 55 who was resident in the village of Lethem uh, under Dunachin Hill. According to her own account, Mrs. Smith, or Miss Smith rather, left the party late, having consumed an unspecified quantity of those delicious cocktails. Driving conditions were extremely poor. It was pitch dark, and a fall of snow had been followed by rain, and ten miles outside of Brechen, Miss Smith skidded her car into a ditch. There was, she insisted, no question of her skid having been due to her fainting or other lapse of consciousness. Consciousness. Nor had she been injured in any way or concussed. She had to abandon her car, however, and continue her journey on foot, a distance of about eight miles. Wow. I don't know what she was wearing, but the eight miles is long, and no matter what you're wearing. <laughs> All right. The paranormal experience began when Miss Smith was about half a mile from the first houses in Lethem Village, and it continued until she reached them. The time was getting on for 2 a.m. Peering ahead, she saw a group of lights moving in the distance, which as she walked on, gradually resolved themselves into a shadowy group of figures carrying flaming torches. Miss Smith then, Miss Smith, they were obviously looking for their own dead. The one I was watching, the nearest one, would bend down and turn a body over. And if he didn't like the look of it, he just turned it back on its face and went on to the next one. Well, there were several of them, and I suppose they were going to bury them. Miss Smith had long come to the conclusion that she had somehow witnessed groups of Pictish warriors on the late 7th century, uh, circa 685 A.D. Um, that's got to be absolutely haunting. So she witnessed a group of Pictish warriors going through the 
the battlefield looking at the dead and to bury their bury their dead. Wow. I don't know. That's not a sight you'd see uh, nowadays, I don't think. Maybe, maybe you would. I don't know. That's very, very haunting. So this one's coming from Oklahoma. Um, let's see. This might be the one we've already, yeah, this is the one we've already read. So let me skip ahead to another one. And this one is the, the, the Vanishing Hotel. The next one we're going to talk about is one where <laughs> it's like uh, so far we've been visiting the past on these, but uh, I think you also have to look to the future on some of these cases, and this is definitely one of those. Uh, the next story is coming from liveabout.com. It's true stories of time travel and other dimensions. And uh, this one's definitely about leaping forward <laughs> in time. Um, and it said, it all began when Rick and I were going to a friend's house last September. We were driving Rick's beat-up old truck, and the drive went smoothly for the first 45 minutes. Suddenly, the truck's, check in, or the truck's engine died, and Rick and I were stranded on a deserted highway in the middle of the night. Wow, that seems to come up a little bit, doesn't it? Car failure, auto failure. The last one uh, where she observed the Pictish warriors, or she assumes, and then, uh, then this one. Uh, car failure seems to be a definite part of this. It says, we were surrounded on both sides of the road by cornfields that stretched into the distance. Rick, Rick began a desperate effort to restart the truck and fix the broken engine. He tried to fix the truck in vain, but nothing seemed to work. Rick finally gave up and we decided to walk to the nearest town about two miles away to find a payphone to call our friend. We walked for what seemed like hours and the town was nowhere in sight. However, just when desperation was about to grip us, we saw a light, a gloriously bright light shining over a steep hill ahead of us. Well, we ran up the steep hill that blocked us from the light, and we were flabbergasted by what we saw. Just over the hill, Rick and I saw what could only be described as a futuristic city with light streaming out of every window of the massive metallic towers. In the middle of this futuristic city was a huge silver dome, I stared at the city stunned until Rick elbowed me, which pulled me out of my trance. And he then pointed to the sky, and hovering above the city were hundreds of hovercraft. One flew toward us with amazing speed. Rick and I were so scared that we took off running back to the broken-down truck. I never looked back, but I felt someone watching me the whole way. When we got back to the truck, it started without difficulty. And Rick and I took off as fast as we could in the opposite direction. We never went back or spoke of it again to this day. That is horrible. <laughs> so here's one from, uh, from uh, it says the same article, but it's Hospital Space Time Confusion. Um, and, and I apologize if, if you guys have heard these any of these before. There is a, a more of a limited pool of of stories that are uh, available about this one paranormal phenomena. So they do get redundant sometimes. Uh, I've already, <laughs> during, during the course of this show, I've already run uh, into many repeats between stories, between stories, between stories. And so it's like, oh my God. So I have to keep, uh, keep digging and finding more and more. And, you know, we've done this stuff on shows before. So if any of these stories are repeats to earlier uh, podcasts, I do, I do apologize, but I do, I do my best to keep this stuff as fresh and interesting as possible. But this one has to do with a hospital space-time confusion. And it says, My husband and I live in the deep woods of East Texas, near a tiny place called Mount Sylvan. I've been having some medical tests done at the hospital nearby. I went for testing three days in a row, always with the same routine. I parked in the same small parking lot, walked through the double doors leading into the first floor cardio testing area, turned right at the gift shop and signed in at the desk. I always exchanged some casual conversation with the same young and very pleasant blonde receptionist. There was a small sitting area across from the desk with a door leading to the phlebotomy blood drawing lab right behind her cubicle. The door to the lab was always open, though at the sight and the sight of patients sitting in the exact type of chairs, even the same color that I saw my late mother sit in for her chemo treatments, was just too gut wrenching. She died a year ago. 
I even heard a patient in the lab comment on the new chairs, and a nurse replied that the hospital's oncology department had donated them, and I decided to sit across the hall anyway. Well, last Friday, my, my husband went back to the hospital with me to hear the text, test results, and he'd never been there before. Usual routine, we parked, walked in, turned past the gift shop, and there was no check-in area where, and I stood and stared in total shock. No desk, no chairs, no blonde receptionist, and the door to the lab was on another wall. The other sitting area was just as before. I started to walk up and down the hall searching for my check-in area, but it was nowhere to be seen. A doctor walked by, and I noticed my confusion, and asked what I was looking for. When I told him that the place I had checked in for my test was missing, he laughed and said that it had been moved to the second floor three years earlier because they needed more space. Wow. And so there you go. Wow. That is very strange. Um, what do you do with a, with a situation like that? And, and so... <laughs> If it was me and I just asked a doctor about that, and the doctor's like, "It's uh, it was uh, three years older, three years ago, we changed that. Uh, what meds are you on?" <laughs> you know that's going to go over really poorly. Um, but wow, that's 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 too bad. That's really really tragic. But I don't know. What do you do with stuff like that, ladies and gentlemen? That's very weird, weird and strange stuff. So now, uh, you know, I. <laughs> I, I think this is a very real phenomenon. Again, I think it really happens. I think this stuff is something people are experiencing. And I think it's a clue to, uh, again, a clue to us about the reality we live in. We, we oftentimes see things like this as if they're echoes you know, or, or just glitches or something wrong with the, you know, the matrix, so to speak, quote unquote. But what is it really? And I think that maybe these are sneak peeks. These are the breadcrumbs. These are the these are the clues, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that our our reality is is very, very fluid and very dynamic. And if we can understand what could be going on in these situations that people are experiencing, then we might understand a lot more about the reality we live in, and you know it might give us clues and how to you know even even things like time travel might become possible um, through an understanding of this weird phenomena that people are experiencing. And this is happening very naturally. So is there a way, is there a way somehow to, to change, you know, change what's going on now, again, in the other stories we talk, you know, we heard a couple mention of, of vehicles stopping working the one, she drove it into a ditch. Okay. Granted that, (laughs) that one probably had it coming. There's a reason that vehicle didn't go, but in, in, you know, in the, in the one with the pickup truck, the truck just stopped working. So was that an electromagnetic kind of situation there? Something had changed, affected the ability of the truck to run when they were suddenly pushed into this other reality. Is there some, some atomic variation between the realities that, that would take something like a precision machinery to stop working or being able to function correctly because of some minor differences you know, and it's hard to know. So, so like I've heard, I've heard time explained uh, a lot of times as a vibration, as a frequency, and we are in this one frequency of a moment, and our frequency shifts and adjusts as we move through what we perceive as time. Getting back to every moment's happening uh, at all, you know, all at the same moment. Well, perhaps our frequency is what is, what is. Uh, changing our experience or our experience is changing our frequency and that's how we perceive these other moments that weren't visible to us before so i don't know maybe there's something to that but i think there's there's a lot to the paranormal and that's one of my passions about discussing this and about exploring this is that it's really it's really demonstrating something phenomenal and of all the stories i just read if if you know, and I, I didn't read a ton of them, but I, I read maybe maybe eight stories throughout the course of the show so far. Um, if only one of those is true, if only one of those is absolutely factual and, and honest and true, not ex- not embellished, not exaggerated, but true, that's really amazing. 
that's still demonstrating something absolutely astronomical going on. This is something that could definitely teach us. And is this the kind of stuff that Tesla was, was referring to when he says, when we, when we explore the non-physical, we'll learn more than, you know, in a short period of time than we have in all history combined. And I think that's, this may be kind of what he's talking about. Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break. So don't go away and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. All right, everybody, and we're back, and we're back at it here on the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Buckle up. We're going in. Now, my own experience is kind of similar, and I'll get into that in just a couple minutes, but I did want to also talk about psychic experiences. So these are experiences of people absolutely experiencing a different time. These are time slips. So in other words, they're either moving ahead or behind of where they were at with their whole experience. So like they have sight, they have sound. Um, We assume that they are bringing their bodies and their faculties with them. Maybe not. Maybe that's an illusion. Maybe it's just their, their full awareness is going. But does this also maybe demonstrate what's going on for people that have the, uh, the ability of precognition? and uh, psychic awareness of things that they couldn't, they couldn't know that were going on somewhere else or do they you know, foretell or foresee upcoming events because they're able to somehow tap into some part of their awareness and send it ahead to look you know, than, than where they are. So is this, is this maybe, maybe how psychic ability works but only with a small part of the person's awareness? their conscious mind that can project maybe ahead a little bit to get an idea of what's coming. And, you know, with, with possibilities and with, uh, you know, the whole idea of, of every action creates some minor changes in what's coming. So maybe everything won't play out exactly as the psychic foresees, but maybe it's close. In other words, like if I have toast for breakfast, rather than a bowl of cereal, does that affect everything coming up after that? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't matter at all. Or if I, if I come to a, a fork in the road and just go left, and both, both, both roads will lead me to the same place, but if I choose left or right, does that change an innumerable amount of possibilities going forward from that? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But, and that may be why psychics aren't 100% because small little variation of choices could change their vision a little bit. But, you know, when they're, when they're pretty right on, that's a pretty good indicator that something fantastic is going on there. So are they able to experience time slips at will, is my point. Are they able to change their, their attention and move it forward in time or even backward in time? Uh, depending on, well, you know, I'd like to ha- know what happened in my house. Why am I haunted? Well, they can shift themselves back and kind of see past events play out. And maybe, maybe it is. Maybe there's something to that. Again, I'm throwing out a whole lot of ideas because this is one of those shows where I'm not just talking about just a, a simple phenomena. What we're talking about is huge and enormous and has ramifications going so many different directions. And this is just kind of a glimpse into how my mind works, which is sometimes kind of frightening, but it is what it is. So I'm going to get into my own experience now. This is one. I don't know if I shared this uh, before. I know I've shared it on the show before, but it was a, it was a time slip. Um, more, more, more of a space slip, I guess, than a time slip. Um, but I believe that the two are pretty closely interrelated. And uh, the story was, is that... Um, I was, I had, I was like a weekend dad, uh, and I had my oldest son with me and, uh, he was always with me, but my middle child had to go back to his mom's house. And so it was, it was horrible weather. It was during the winter in Minnesota and we, you know, generally get a f- couple of blizzards every year, but at least one. And this happened to be the King blizzard of that year. It was just horrendous. And the drive on a good clear day was 45 minutes to bring my 
my middle son to his mom's house. And so it was pretty sketchy, but I was like, nope, I got to do this. I got to get this done. And I don't know, I, I probably would have been fine to go, you know what, we'll do it tomorrow or we'll do it after the roads are plowed or whatever. But, you know, me being me, I decided, no, I can get it done. So we all got in the car, my oldest son, myself, and my, my uh, middle son. And uh, I'm driving him home, driving him to his place. And it's horrible snow. It was horrible. And we got all the way over to where uh, his mom lived and dropped him off. And my oldest son and I were then had to continue back home. And the conditions are getting worse and worse and worse. And I was getting really stressed because this is in a backcountry road. Uh, it's, not, it's a highway, but it's a country highway. So it's literally two lanes and uh, lots of empty fields and not a lot of houses, just houses peppered here and there along the way. But no matter what, if something had gone wrong, it would have been a hell of a journey to get help. And so I'm being really, really careful, but there's this one part of the road that I was especially concerned about. And this part of the road would was kind of a, an S-curve down through a, a, a valley of a hill. And uh, on both sides of the road, there are guardrails and stuff. So don't get me wrong. It's not like I was, you know, on, on dangerous truckers show or whatever. But it was, it was sketchy because I couldn't see much past my hood. Uh, and traveling down the road, even at 10 miles an hour, when you can't see 10 feet in front of you, is absolutely hair-raising. So we're driving along. And I'm thinking about this S-curve that I know is coming up because we just passed the town. And about passed that by about four and five miles is that S curve. And I'm kind of, kind of freaking a little bit. I mean, I'm just figuring, well, we'll just hope it's okay. And I'm gritting my teeth and just driving really carefully. And we're driving along and suddenly I see a sign on the side of the road and it's welcome to, at this point, it's called Hay Creek. It's a little township. Well, this township is another two miles or so past the S curve. And I've been going straight. Ever since, ever since the last town, I haven't turned my wheel at all. I've been going straight and just making sure I'm staying between the, between the, the, the dents off the sides of the roads. Um, not sure I'm in my lane all the time, but I know I was the only one out there and I'd only been going straight. I never did a left turn or a right turn and then a left turn. There was no such turns. It was going straight. And suddenly I'm seeing the sign for the, for the town, the township that is past this S curve. And I'm just so glad that I wasn't alone because another situation that happened, you know, is that it's hard to prove to anybody if you're, if you're alone, <laughs> but I have a witness to the fact. And that was my oldest son. And, and he's, he noticed it as well as I did. He's like, dad, what just happened? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but suddenly we were beyond that scary point in the road. Now there was no sensation. There was no feeling that went along with this. It was, I was driving straight. I was being absolutely careful. And suddenly we, we managed to go about, I don't know, roughly three miles in a, in a heartbeat. And I don't know how to this day, I can't explain what happened, but we somehow managed to skip the entire part of the road. And, and thank God for that. Believe me. I was just like, Oh my God, that's a miracle. That's a miracle. And because you know, I'm sure we would have been fine. You know, I don't believe that I was going to, you know, have any tremendous crash or accident or anything like that. I just was nervous about it. And I was nervous about the fact that, especially going through that S-curve, if you got to go for help, you're going to be walking for a while before you find that help. Um, so it's a, it's a bad place to have something go wrong, especially in a blizzard. But somehow we missed that whole area. And how it happened, I don't know. But it did happen, and I'm very grateful that it did. So it's just another one of those weird, weird things that I've experienced in my life. And, and again, I, I, I wasn't freaked out by it. Um, let me qualify that and say I wasn't negatively freaked out by it. I was very positively freaked out by it in that something happened, and I had no indication that anything changed at all. There was no indication, like no weird feeling, no weird sensation, no sensation of driving into something, you know, and, and having, uh, feeling a change of any kind. It was just, just driving along white knuckle, you know, grabbing the steering wheel and watching very carefully. And so there was no change. It was just suddenly we skipped it. Very cool experience, but I have no way to explain it. I don't know what it was. Was it 
some grace of a, a, a like a guardian angel going, no, 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 we're going to get you through that. Don't worry. Uh, or some divine intervention. It could be. It really could be, but it's a true experience, something I experienced myself. And I feel very fortunate to have experienced it because it's, it's one thing to be interested in something like the paranormal, but it's another thing to have experienced it as well because I'm not just somebody on the outside looking in. I'm an insider. I've experienced a lot of different paranormal experiences and you know, for whatever reason, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it's my interest that's manifesting those things in my life. I don't know, possibly. But it's, it's very cool to have experienced it, and uh, I, I guess I, I, I know what it's like in a sense. I didn't see myself in the, you know, through time. I think that would be an incredible experience as well to suddenly be in a foreign time and, and seeing things that don't make sense. And, and what would that be like? What would you do? And I don't know. <laughs> I would really want to explore. I'd want to look around if I found myself in a different time. But at the same time, you got to be wondering, well... Will I will I be able to get back? <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. Just some thoughts. But anyway, those are those are the time slips, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, that's my experience as well. I hope you guys enjoyed our little journey through the portal today. And uh, please keep spreading the word. Please keep letting people know. But thank you all for joining me as always. Uh, thank you for uh, continuing to uh, support what we're doing here. It's always a great pleasure to meet new listeners. As you guys are finding the show, I'm getting new emails, having new people reach out to me, and it's absolutely an honor. So thank you all so much. Um, please make sure to follow us on uh, YouTube. You can check out our YouTube live live uh, performances. I can't say performances. Our live shows, live streams. Thank you. I mean, we're not performing much anything unless, you know, <laughs> you consider me talking about the paranormal being a performance. Maybe it is. Um, but we are on YouTube, uh, live every week from Wednesday through Sunday nights. So if you want to catch us doing this live, then that's how you do it. Don and I, Don's with me on Wednesday and Saturday nights and, uh, it's a great time. So I hope you'll consider checking that out and getting subscribed over there. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash paranormal portal radio. And there's also, uh, thanks to, uh, one of our, our chat mods and good friends of the show, Cha-Cha, that's her YouTube chat name. Uh, she has created a Paranormal Portal fans page on, on Facebook as well. And that's a great site um, where a lot of listeners are getting together and talking. So if you want to find that and get uh, become a part of that group, you sure can. That'd be great to see you guys over there. I'm over in there as well quite a bit uh, responding to you know comments and things people are saying. So check that out as well. And that's Paranormal Portal fans on Facebook. So uh, other than that, uh, if you're listening on iTunes, definitely, uh, or, or on Stitcher, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a good review. It really means a lot to us. We're new to the, St the Stitcher community. And so our, our presence is growing, but it would certainly help us out a bunch if you left a positive review on Stitcher uh, to let other people know, because I know I, I use reviews quite a bit when I'm checking out something new. I always look at what people are saying about it. So a positive review is a huge thing and we would sure appreciate it. So anyway, that's all I got for you this week, guys. Uh, again, new podcast will be dropping every Sunday. If you're not already familiar with our schedules. So keep watching for them. And, uh, just want to say, I love you all. Be good. Be kind. Be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day and remember to laugh as much as you can. Take care, everybody, and take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next week. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash paranormalportalradio. As well as finding us on Twitter, we're on Twitter at paranormalportal, P-O-R-T-L, and uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. We got hundreds of shows in our uh, our, our vault of <laughs> journeys into the paranormal portal. So I hope you'll check it uh, check it out, guys. We're over there at YouTube.com/slash paranormal portal. So hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So uh, stay tuned. But we love you all. Be good. Be kind. Be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day and remember to laugh as much as you can. Take care, everybody.